Hello, everyone, and welcome to Revitalize MD podcast with me, your host, Dr. Deborah Durst, and my co-host. Hey, guys, Faraday Golombieski, nurse practitioner here at Revitalize MD. So for those of you that are joining us or subscribed, please thank you for listening in or watching, whichever way you're doing it. And again, give us feedback as we go along. And for those of you that are new, we hope you enjoy. Just like, subscribe, hit the share button, and let us know what you want to hear more about at the end. So today, so we do a lot of sexual wellness. So basically, we're medical-based in how to improve, you know, wellness and and energy, vitality, and sex lives of, you know, people, patients, and couples. And we also do aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So we're treating whole body inside and out. Not only just looking good, but feeling good, functioning better, all of that. Yeah, being the best version of you. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, we touch on some topics that might actually kind of augment what we do medically. And so today, that's going to be one of these um, podcasts where we're talking about the five love languages. So if you've never heard of the five love languages, we're going to go into that today. Absolutely. And this came up because of patients in the office. A lot Mm -hmm. of times we see a lot of couples um, and just from things we've been hearing a lot of lately. Mm -hmm. I've been asked, what's your love language? I'm like, well, I haven't thought about this in probably, what, eight years, yeah, 10 years since this book came out. So it kind of brought up some questions and it seems like there's a lot of things for us to assess and readdress and look at. And so when we're talking about love languages and we're in with couples, it is actually interesting because if you can determine the love languages of the couple and then open those conversations so that they are also aware of their love languages, because a lot of times just from some simple questions, you can figure it out. Absolutely. And And really where they're trying to achieve as a couple and then what your patient is trying to achieve personally as well to try to meet everyone's needs, because that's ultimately how everyone is happier. Right. And this book goes way back, you know, again, 40 years ago, a marriage counselor, Gary Chapman. And then the book, actually, The Five Love Languages was first published in what, 1992, I believe. Yep. So Gary, after treating um, couples in their marriages for 20 years, decided that he was going to write a book on how to improve relationships. Yeah. And it kind of I think it was a bestseller, wasn't it? Like everyone talked about the love languages I for mean, a while there. I still hear My girlfriends people bringing this up all the time. Yeah. And again, it's like one of those books that's pretty easy to read or to comprehend. So even yeah. if it's not the book, you're listening to an audible, you can find shorter versions of it. And There's so cliff again, notes for everything. Yeah. And I would actually, in, in looking at it, I don't think anyone's ever brought up the fact that they could determine anything that could be missing in the five specific love languages that he describes in the book. Absolutely. So so what are those different love languages? If you've never, again, read or listened to the book, it's the five love languages. And so the first one, first love language that, and again, this is both not how you interpret love being given to you, but also how you express love. And so that's where you can determine a love language. So sometimes you don't know what the love language of the other person is but if you can see what they're doing a lot of it's probably something that they need themselves correct and so the first one words of affirmation absolutely Mm -hmm. so these are things that you say that are supportive that are positive that are Mm -hmm. encouraging um so affirming words so compliments it -hmm. can be um you know in the bedroom Mm -hmm. talk Dirty yeah. talk, right? Yeah, right. So it yeah. could be things that their partner needs, even sexually, not just 
intimately. So we talk yeah. a lot about, we had a, a podcast where we talk about intimacy and relationships, which is very involved as well. There's many stages of intimacy. So some couples, those words of affirmation transcend over into their sexual health as well and into their mm-hmm. sexual wellness. And that may be a need they need as well in the bedroom as outside of something as, hey, babe, you look great today. Mm-hmm. Look Love at you. Love that dress on you. <laughs> you know, like you look. Love your hair color. Yeah. I noticed you got it done. It looks great. Those little, just anything positive, and even mm-hmm. again, like that feedback the next day or a couple of days out from a couple, like and again, women love that. You know, still thinking of Wednesday night, like you look so hot in that red dress. You know, mm-hmm. something along the lines of again, it's complimentary and it sticks with people if their love language is words of affirmation. Absolutely, even in the workplace, mm-hmm. a simple "great job," mm-hmm. "I appreciate you." Just noticing little things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if words of affirmation is your love language, it means a lot to hear that. So again, if you have a child, kind of, you can tell just from dealing with different children what their love languages are, your significant other. And again, if words of affirmation is one of them, it's huge. They need to hear that. They need to hear you say something positive about them. Otherwise, they don't feel loved. That's children's, friends, partners. I mean, that really trans coworkers, that trans yeah, all walks of life. Everything, yes, absolutely. And so again, we'll get into all those little things that we think these five love languages might, you know, again, transfer over to your sex life and ways to improve it. And Faraday already um, touched on that. You know, again, maybe a little dirty talk, like, again, you know, it's so hot when you do that or, you know, little things because that does go over to the sex life and it's going to make your sex life so much better if you understand the love language and then also give that in the bedroom. So the second one, which, you know, again, once we kind of talk about how that transfers to the bedroom i think you guys will probably figure it out but acts of service so doing helpful things for your partner mm-hmm. right tasks that will reduce the stress reduce the burden um so that can that can be a lot of things it doesn't always have to be something huge it could be something little so acts of service are really meant to be helpful to to do something that you know that would help your partner out or help your friend out, something that maybe they don't have time to do or don't like doing or something you don't really like to do, but you did it for them, they're going to notice and appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I think that this, I always boil this down to it's very simple. Make their life easier in some way. So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be huge at all. But like, again, if they're running out the door in the morning and you're not, you know, having all their bags in one place and a coffee, you know, for the road. Those simple little things that you know are going to make their life easier go a huge way. And again, it's almost like, you know, deposits in the bank account, right? The more deposits you make, something goes bad, you know, you guys have an argument. Again, there's already been- You got that cushion. Yeah, you got that cushion. (laughs) There's been a lot of deposits made and a little withdrawal is not bad because there's a lot in there, right? So Exactly. This morning I'm running around. I've got two kids. I'm trying to get ready for camp. We slept in a little bit. We had a late night and I'm running out the door and I have not made my coffee yet. And my husband has my coffee cup and he's like, here- it's done exactly how I like it. It's got the espresso. It's got the coffee. It's got the creamer. And it's like, I'm just running out the door. And I'm like, oh, bless you. Thank yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> Simple little things. Little things can yeah. make a big difference. So it doesn't have to be something extravagant. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Just something, um, even little things. 
It made my life a lot easier. I didn't have to stop at Starbucks. Yeah, correct. Well, and I would go <laughs> as far as to say as well that there could be partners or a relationship you're in and their love language is acts of service and it's not yours. So they're yes. doing things and doing things for you. And again, you're still not feeling loved or, you know, or special. And it's because that doesn't speak to you. So they can do everything they want for you, but that's not your love language. And this happens a lot where a partner will do yes. a ton for them. They'll cook dinner, they'll do laundry, they, you know, clean up. And again, they're go. I mean, they're and it's appreciated, of, you know, it's appreciated, but the other person's just like, well, what about my needs? Yeah, it still doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean as much to them where they might need to hear words of affirmation and not acts of service. So again, that's where it's so important to figure out what the other person's love language is because even though you're doing that, that might not be their love language or how they interpret love. And so you need to readjust that. But then likewise, that partner needs to do some acts of service for somebody that expresses love that way so that they feel loved. So, you know, again, it's great for partnerships to figure this out. And if we were to, again, transfer this into the bedroom, I think that it's pretty, you know, clear cut that again, like whatever Absolutely. they like, whether it be massage, right? You know, That's pretty for, easy for play, <laughs> you know, frequent sexual yeah. activity so that like they, you know, or even if it's, you know, again, quality time or, you know, oral sex or whatever it is, you know, having those conversations or at least taking some time to figure out your partner Absolutely. goes a long way, you know, for a very healthy sex life. So Third the other one, one would be receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. So these are gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. They can be thoughtful gifts. They could be treat gifts. They could be extravagant gifts. They could be bedroom gifts mm -hmm. right <laughs> again Adult it can go across toys. all yeah <laughs> go across all aspects of life right and so again i think like this one in acts of service is kind of gets confused every once in a while because gifts are like it's giving so acts of service is a giving as well oh, yes but one is like objects or it, it doesn't have it's to be objects but it's an <laughs> item versus a service like you're not cleaning for the person or packing their luggage or doing laundry after a trip when they're rushing back off to work, but instead you're giving gifts because some people that are very giving aren't doing it in the way of service and they're doing it in gifts. And so just Absolutely. figuring out which one speaks to your partner matters. And again, you know, anything from a sexual standpoint that might be something that they love, you know, a toy, something that pleasures them again, you know, that aimed towards their needs, their needs. Yep. It's thinking outside of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily what you want, but they want. Yes, absolutely. So buying gifts for things that, so my husband would do this. He would buy things and he'd be like, and he'd be like isn't this awesome? I'm like, yeah, for you. Yeah. I mean, you bought yourself a toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bought yourself a gift. Yeah. That's not for me. Yeah. So buying something that the person would actually like, something for them. And that can be, like I said, it could be an extravagant gift. It could be an earring or rings or guys' watches, a belt, who knows, you know, shoes, whatever your thing is. Or it could be something small or thoughtful. Could be simple wildflowers, you know, picked yeah. little daisies. It doesn't have to be a huge flower bouquet. But again, just keeping that in mind because if that's really what speaks to your partner making sure that occasionally you're doing that on non-special days, you know, it really goes a long way. And again, it's those deposits in the bank account. So if you know their love language, 
I would try to express it to them as often as possible. And then obviously if your love languages are different, you're probably, and it's probably pretty common that people end up with somebody that is not expressive in the same way, but you've already deposited in the bank account. So if you run into issues, you know, it's all good. You're not in the, you're not in the negative. Absolutely. So quality time is the fourth one. So Again, I think that's a huge one. If, you know, they want to spend time with you and that's their love language, then you need to make sure that you make time out for them, special time alone with them, you know, making sure that you're doing things with them, you know, and date nights for couples, right? Yes. So Um, quality time. So like meaningful time. You can be in a room and have your phone out and start a phone and text and email and not have one word said between you two and be in the same room. And that is not quality time. Mm-mm. That is same. That's sharing the same space, breathing the same air. That is not quality time. So meaningful activities, meaningful conversations, um, giving somebody your undivided attention mm-hmm. is huge. Letting so, them express themselves and exactly. listening to them. And again, I think for men and women, This goes over to, again, it's still down to quality time, but sometimes for women, quality time is you listening to them, um, their partner listening to them. And instead, occasionally, again, men go to solving a problem instead of just listening. So just keep that in mind. Sometimes women don't want you to solve a problem for them. They just want you to listen and be there and just be a sounding board for them. You know, no solutions. I understand. Insight is always welcome. Have a conversation about it. Yeah. I can see where that might under, you know, upset you. I can see where that would make you sad. You know, all you need to do is reflect back whatever they're saying with no solution, you know, and I think sometimes if they want a solution, they're definitely going to ask you for it. But that's a good quality time, just listening and and not doing anything more than that, undivided listening. And, and that then, quality time, again, can, you know, for couples is really important for that intimacy side too, mm-hmm. making that time for your couple. We hear a lot of couples that are, unhappy in this aspect Mm -hmm. where one person is wanting more quality time and they see that quality time as a more intimate time together and the other person's like well we got this going on this going on and this going on or i just don't want to at the end of the day i'm tired or i don't want to deal with it but it's important um for Mm -hmm. that to transcend again in your relationship and that comes up a lot because we do a lot of hormones we do a lot of sexual wellness a lot of couples a lot of couples are coming in and getting services and trying to improve that aspect because that quality time Mm -hmm. whether it's they may have it on the one end where they can go and they can hike together and they you know can do their date nights do dinner but they don't have that quality intimacy time together and they do need to be on the same page with that because again sometimes it's just hiking that maybe again from a sexual wellness standpoint, you know, sex drive is important. So like if both of them aren't interested or happy with where their sex life is, that's great. But if one isn't in quality time is intimacy and physical intimacy, but there's not time made for that, then again, you know, it goes to the point where they're just not feeling loved like they would. So sometimes their sex drive, you know, might be on the same page and maybe it's not that frequent as long as it's on the same page that on the same page but both have to be happy and and their needs met and again you know feel loved and this is what we're talking about and that plays very well into the last love language the fifth one which is physical touch Mm -hmm. so that one is being close caress Mm -hmm. actual touch 
but that doesn't necessarily mean sexual. That can be a hug. That can be a kiss. That can be a hold, you know, holding hands. hands. That can be cuddling. Touching their low back, you know, grabbing their arm, you know, supportive type stuff. Like maybe PDA, maybe not PDA, right? So that public display of affection, going out and pulling that chair out and putting your arm around somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, some people like that. They want to sit on the same side of the booth next to each other. Yeah. You know, so it's just being close. Mm -hmm. So sitting next to each other with your legs touching can be physical touch, you know, but then also, as we talk about the intimacy, making time for that intimacy and having that physical touch time, if that's very important to your partner and you're not giving your partner that need, eventually that is going to break down the relationship and they're going to find that need somewhere else because that is how they feel loved. Well, and again, if they're not feeling loved, like everyone has a big sign on them that says, I want to feel loved. I want to feel special. And if you're not expressing in a way that they understand. And so I think physical touch, this comes down to a lot of, you know, people, I want to always say patients, but people that love physical touch, foreplay is a huge part for that. So it doesn't mean that they want to just have sex. It means they want to have time together with physical touch. So foreplay can be huge for them. So, you Or know, even just, no wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, let's cuddle correct. after. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just that time, maybe the time after just being close together at the end. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I guess I think it, you got to figure out what your partner wants. Exactly. And then give it to them, you know, and again, if you want to be happy in a relationship, you want to be happy in a partnership, you have to figure out what your partner wants and you need to meet those needs. So, and this is physical touch is not just guys. I feel like every guy's like, yeah, mine's physical touch. Well, it actually may not be, it may be something else. I think that it can be men or women It is not usually one gender or the other. Yeah. I think this is one that, that fifth one, that physical touch, it kind of gets a gender bias that the, oh, every guy thinks it's physical touch. Well, most do probably until they actually look at it and go, oh, well, you know, actually this and this are my thing. But um, so it can be man or female. So men, your women might need that physical touch. Yeah. Well, and I think that physical touch and again, sex. So like all men from a sex drive standpoint, and we see a lot of couples and, you know, men and women, we treat both. Again, from a hormone standpoint and optimization, a man can have a low testosterone or non-optimal testosterone Mm -hmm. and still have a sex drive. It's the last thing usually to go with men. So this is not sex drive we're talking about because i think that's always high there's something different you know with the physical touch love language where with women if their testosterone is not optimal it is the first thing they experience usually and the last thing to come back so i think that sex drive libido is different than than this this. yeah exactly so a woman that has low libido still may say i just want to cuddle at night they mm-hmm. still want that physical touch. They just don't want the actual act of sex. Correct. But they still want that intimacy. So, again, it's really important. And if you haven't read or listened to the book, it's great to listen to. It's a quick read. It's a quick listen. This, And you can get summaries, you know, synopsis of it many different places. And that's what we try to do here is like, again, one, words of affirmation. Yeah. Two, acts of service. Three, receiving gifts. Four, quality time. And five, physical touch. And again, there's the five language book that you can read. And again, give us a little feedback. Let us know, you know, what you have found. Have you run into issues with your partnership or even children or family members? Or coworkers. Or coworkers. Because this really does transcend across all relationships. If you're one of your coworkers is a physical touch, maybe it's just like when you see them, you're like, hey, how was your day? You know, some people just like to be hugged. Yeah. People hug all Faraday's, the time in the office. Faraday's not one of them. I'm not a huge say, hugger, but yeah. people hug me all the time, and yeah. that's what they need. I give a hug back. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's just not her love language. Not the <laughs> not the not the hugging thing. Anyhow, yeah. it's a Michigan thing. <laughs> like I, yeah. Oh, I think. okay. We got Ohio <laughs> over here. Not much better. Come on now. <laughs> it's a Midwestern Michigan thing. I know. So anyhow, give us feedback again. Like, subscribe. You know, let us know what you think. What let us know what you want to hear more of. And again, you have any um, situations, you know, experience with this that you want to share, please do. And again, like, subscribe, hit the whatever bell, all those things. Hit all the things. Click all the things. All the things. And, and if you're interested in learning more about intimacy, we have a podcast on that as well. Yeah. And let us know what you want to hear more about. We're willing to deep dive into anything aesthetics and sexual wellness. Thank, Thank you. you.